Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Good morning, and welcome to According to the Scriptures. My name is Kyle Webb, and I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee. Now, I'm happy that you've joined our program today. I had a little trouble connecting this morning, so uh, I appreciate you waiting a little bit, and hopefully we won't have any more problems uh, from henceforth. But anyway... We are studying our series on why I'm a member of the Church of Christ, and we're looking at some different aspects of that, and today is going to continue those thoughts. Um, we're in today, Lesson 7 in that series, and uh, so I, I look forward to sharing that with you. But before we get into our lesson for this morning, 
Let's bow as we usually do in a word of prayer. Our holy and righteous Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the many blessings that you've given to us. and We thank you for this day. We thank you for the privilege that we have to be able to serve you. And we pray, Father, that you would continue to bless us in your service. Help us as we study your word to apply the things that we learn. And we pray, Father, that you would help us to be better Christians with each passing day. We're thankful for your son, for his sacrifice for our sins, for all that he means to us. It is through Jesus that we humbly pray. Amen. Our lesson for today begins discussing that the Church of Christ, one of the reasons that I'm a member of the Church of Christ is that it is scriptural in organization. And as we uh, have been looking at this lesson, um, well, today is the first day that we look at this lesson. We've been looking at other aspects, and I think we just finished uh, lesson number six. Uh, as I've said before, we've been going through these lessons on Wednesday night in our Wednesday night series as well. Um, so we are, are three or four lessons ahead at least in our Wednesday night series. Um, but we're going back um, for the, the sake of this program and uh, revisiting some of those things that we at Mars Hill have already uh, studied. But today we begin looking at the organization of the church. We understand that organization is very important. Whenever we look at, at even government or we look at businesses, we find that organization and structure is important to each one of those. But when we look at the church, we want to make sure that we are members of the church that is scriptural in organization. We begin by looking at ecclesiasticisms and looking at denominations and some of the ways that, that they are ruled. And as we do so, we find that there are many things that they use as structure that you cannot find in the Bible. If we are going to be organized, then we need to be organized in accordance with God's will and with God's word. And we'll quickly find that denomination, denominations are not structured in any way relating to the Bible. In the book that we have been following, Why I'm a Member of the Church of Christ, written by Leroy Brownlow, he states... The denominations are ruled by their ecclesiastical forms of government. Whenever we think of denominational structure, we think about synods, presbyteries, councils, general assemblies, and conferences, but none of these are mentioned in Scripture. And because none of these are mentioned in Scripture, they should not be a part of uh, what we understand to be God's form of government. Why are they structured in this way? We might look at this whenever I, I think of the church. I, I remember 
hearing uh, some time ago, but it's something that I have remembered, that if we were to go back in time, if we were to go back in history and we were to study uh, or, or if we were to talk to those that became members of the Lord's church, say back in Acts chapter 2, or those that were members of the Lord's church in the first century, if we were to speak to any of them, we might ask, well, where is the Baptist church? Or where is the Catholic church? Many people believe the, the Catholic church to be the original church, but that is not the case. If you were to ask any of them about denominations, they could not tell you where to find them because they did not know about them, because they did not exist. And as we look at the church, we understand that in its establishment, it was established as the only church. It was the Church of Christ. It wasn't until much later that we find that there are others who have come along and, and they have created their own forms of government, their own forms of religion. But these are not what Christ established. These are not the church that Christ established. And the reason that you will not find so many different forms of structure and the government of different denominations, because those denominations were not established by Christ, these forms of government didn't exist in the first century time. So if we're going to be the church of the first century, then that means that we must go back to the way the church of the first century worshipped. And we must worship in the same way. The church must be structured in the same way as the church of the first century. And you won't find synods and presbyteries and so many other conferences and other forms of government because they simply did not exist in the first century. The changes that have been made to the government of the church are not authorized by scripture. They are not authorized by scripture. These have been made by men who are not authorized to make them. In an effort to govern the church in a way that was not necessary. You see, these different forms of government that have been created to run these denominations, to rule over these denominations, they are the ones who decide how worship is to take place. And for instance, they decide how often to partake of the Lord's Supper. They decide the purpose of baptism, whether or not it is a condition that is necessary for salvation. They appoint whomever they wish to serve in positions that are not authorized by Scripture. See, Scriptures have already decided the authority of God, the authority of Christ, has already decided how we are to worship and what we are to do in our worship and how often. The scriptures have already told us 
how often to partake of the Lord's Supper, for instance. How often did the first century church partake of the Lord's Supper? Well, if we go back to the Bible, Acts chapter 20 and verse 7 says that, that they, the, the disciples gathered together. They met on the first day of the week to break bread for the purpose of breaking bread, for the purpose of partaking of the Lord's Supper, as well as the other things that they did. But they met with that purpose in mind every week. And so we meet every week with the same purpose in mind. We also understand that baptism is necessary for salvation. It's not decided upon by somebody else as to whether it's important or not. We're already told in the scriptures that it is. Mark 16 and verse 16, he, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who believes not will be condemned. It's very simple. Acts 2 and verse 38, whenever Peter was asked the question, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And his answer was, repent. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Only those who are obedient, only those who believe and are baptized for the remission of their sins can be saved. That's what the scriptures tell us. It's already been decided. We don't need another form of government to decide things such as these. And God's word has already decided them for us. You see, as we look at these forms of government, they reject Christ as the supreme authority. They may claim that he is their head, but by their actions and the decisions that they make, he cannot be their head because they do not follow his authority. Remember that Jesus in sending out his apostles, his disciples, when he gave them the great commission, he said that all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority, not some authority, but all authority. And Jesus has not given up any of that authority as far as ruling his church. He is the authority. He has commissioned his apostles with the word. They have carried it to the world and we carry it to the world just as they did. But only what they did. We don't add to it. We don't take away from it. We simply teach what the Bible says. We teach the authority of Christ. As far as these forms of government are concerned, they make decisions that are not based on the authority of the scriptures provided to us by Christ. The decisions they make are based almost entirely on what they feel the church should be without turning to Scripture to seek the authority of Christ. It's not up to man to decide what the church should be or what we should do. It's up to God to decide. He has already told us what he wants. It's up to us to do it. So as they form these different 
governments, these different organizations. That's exactly what what these churches become. They become different organizations that do not follow the authority of the scriptures. And in so doing, in, in trying to create what they think God would be pleased they are actually rejecting the authority of Christ and the scriptures entirely. So another reason that I am a member of the Church of Christ is that we seek to be organized in the way that God wants us to be organized. We seek to be what God wants us to be as far as his church is concerned, not what other people think the church should be, but we want to be truly the church of Christ. Now let's spend some of our time getting into some of the scriptures that that tell us of how the body of Christ should be structured. First of all, one of the things that we understand is that the church, Christ's church, is a monarchy in that Christ is the head of the body, the church. We only need one head. If we were to have many different heads, then these many different heads would would really butt heads with each other, would they not? Kind of like rams would or something of that nature. Now, when we look at denominations, it's interesting to notice the Catholic Church because they pretty much believe the Pope to be authority. And so he is their head, but he is not Christ. And he doesn't speak for Christ. And we shouldn't believe that he speaks for Christ. Christ has already spoken for himself. Again, it's up to us to go back to his authority and do things according to his authority. But we see that the Bible says that Christ is the head of his church. In a couple of different places, Colossians 1, verse 18. And he, Jesus Christ, is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. He hasn't given up any of that. He still remains the head of the body, the church. And he doesn't have to have anybody else to speak for him because he's already given us his authority in Scripture. Ephesians 1, verses 22 and 23. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. As head, Jesus has been given all authority. Again, going back to Matthew 28 and verse 18 that we looked at a moment ago. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Some translations use the word power. Same thing. But all authority, all power is given to Christ. And it is by his authority that he instructed his disciples to go into all the world, teaching and preaching the gospel. It was not until the end 
uh, or not until the end, will the established government of the church be abolished. Christ has established it forever. And so we, we understand that to be the case. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 24. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom of God or delivers the kingdom to God the Father when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. Jesus, whenever he comes, whenever he returns for us as he has promised to do, that is the only way that the government of the church will be abolished as it has been established. Now, when we look at, at the way that the church functions today, we function looking toward heaven. We look toward eternity. But it is not until the end, not until the second coming of Christ, that he will deliver the kingdom, the church, to God the Father. The church has been established. The kingdom has been established. We are a part of that kingdom. And when the end comes, that kingdom that we are a part of will be delivered to God the Father. And that's when he will put an end to all rule and all authority and power, with the exception of his own authority. His authority will stand always. But when we look at other uh, governments and, and other things of that nature, all those things will be abolished. The apostles were given authority to teach and preach what they had been taught. In John 14, and verse 26, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. We understand the, the, the Holy Spirit and his place in teaching these things and 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 helping us in our understanding of them. In Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, the disciples were given the Great Commission. Jesus again told them that, that all authority belonged to him. And so he was telling them by this authority that had been given to him, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And so they did. They went about preaching the gospel and we carry on the commission that was given to them even today by carrying the gospel into the world Matthew 16 and verse 19, he told them, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This was said of all the disciples. They were all given this ability that, that whatever they taught, whatever they taught by word of mouth, whatever they taught by uh, the, the words of scripture, when we think of the letters and, 
and the different things that they they wrote for our learning. That's exactly what it is for. And the authority that they were given to teach, whatever they taught, would be bound in heaven. Whatever they did not teach would be loosed in heaven. So we understand that they were given this authority, they were given this commission, and they were to carry the gospel into the world, and they did. And it is that same gospel that we follow today. The authority given to the apostles was was never given to any other, either then or now. Now, the ability that they had to perform miracles, they they had the ability to lay hands on people, and and certain ones were given the ability to to do things similar to what they they were able to do, but they weren't given the authority that the disciples were given. Uh, and uh, as far as binding and loosing the doctrine of Christ, I, I think of, of Philip as maybe being a good example of that. But we understand that they were given this authority and they were given this commission. And no one living possesses the same authority to bind and loose as the apostles did. So whatever they bound on earth would be bound in heaven. Whatever they loosed on earth would have been loosed in heaven. It's a matter of us following their teachings and honoring the authority that they had been given to spread the gospel. And we're not given authority to change that. We're not given authority to teach anything different, but to follow and to teach the authority of the scriptures. We've still got some more uh, to go before this lesson will be ended. Uh, As a matter of fact, we have quite a bit more to study, but I think this is a a good stopping point for us today. And hopefully next week, I won't have as many problems connecting as I did today. Uh, But again, I appreciate your patience and and I'm glad that we were able to, to get this lesson in today. I do hope to be back with you, Lord willing, next week. Uh, well, actually, not not next week. I believe that I am uh, subbing at the Christian school next week. So we'll pick up with these thoughts in two weeks from now. Uh, and I would invite you to, to be back with us then, Tuesday at 11 a.m. for according to the scriptures. I thank you for joining me today. And until we meet again, may God continue to bless you. 